you're listening to Tea with Basha, a podcast that inspires you to curate your life and be the version of yourself that you want to be. My name is Basha Restrepo, and I'm sharing lessons, perspectives, and discussing topics that will help you help yourself. Because as they say, everything that you need is already within you. Welcome back to Tea with Basha. If it's your first time here, welcome. Thank you so much for tuning in today. You could have been anywhere in the world, but you're here with us, and that is so appreciated. In this episode, we're talking about codependency. Now, codependency is incredibly common. Some estimates are that 90% of Americans exhibit codependent behavior of some kind. However, there's no set definition for codependency. And on top of that, the degree of codependency can vary wildly. So in this episode, we'll identify what some of those behaviors look like and how to deal with them. So even though there's no set definition of codependency, the term codependency is often used casually to describe relationships where a person is needy or dependent upon another person. To the extreme, codependency is when a person will plan their entire life around another in order to please them. We actually have an episode about people pleasers, which is kind of intertwined with this. So go check that out if you haven't already. And this type of behavior often encourages a one-sided relationship. And this can lead to abuse and or emotionally destructive relationships. And sometimes this is referred to as relationship addiction. Relationship addiction, which is such an interesting term because I kind of felt like personally in my earlier 20s, and even in my mid-20s, I was a little bit of a relationship addict in the sense that I always found myself in a situation, well, I always put myself in a situation where I was in some sort of relationship or tie to an individual, even when deep down, I felt like I didn't want to be. And I stayed in bad relationships and I stayed in bad situations more than likely because of experiencing a level of codependency. That's why this topic is so important, I think, because had I personally known what I was exhibiting and known what was really happening, things would have been a little different for me. And even when I've spoken to people in their early 20s now, because I was in my early 20s a little while ago, (laughs) I often hear that they're in serial monogamous relationships and well, maybe not always monogamous. There's that weird period. I think that a lot of people go through in their early twenties where they're, where they're just kind of like all over the place and you're like talking to people, but you're not really talking to people and you're in a relationship, but sometimes only one of you kind of thinks you're in a relationship. I don't know. That's a whole separate topic, but I feel like at least at that age in the early twenties, and again, I never speak in extremes and all or nothing approach. But I feel like for a majority of people, that time is a great time to learn about yourself and to understand who you are. And I feel like diving into a relationship or being in a series of relationships without the ability to understand who you are and spend time with yourself alone is very detrimental long-term. And where do we pick up codependent behavior? It's often learned from observation and we pick it up from a young age. So Originally, codependency was used to describe relationships with someone who had an addiction. And currently, it can apply to anyone experiencing relationship dysfunction. 
So codependency is usually a cycle, but cycles can be broken. It just takes a little bit of work. And codependency does not only apply to romantic relationships. It also applies to friends and family as well. It's really detrimental to the affected's ability to have healthy, balanced relationships. And it impacts how they view and take care of themselves. Codependency isn't just us trying to fill our human requirement for connection. I mean, everyone, we're social creatures and we need to interact and we need to have communication with other people. But codependency is an unhealthy approach to relationships. It's detrimental to our well-being and the well-being of those around us. So it's more than just wanting to help a struggling loved one, feeling comforted by their presence, not wanting them to leave, and occasionally making sacrifices to help someone you love. It's way more than that. In essence, it's a reliance on relationships and on other people to feel any form of self-worth and not finding that within yourself which is very much tied to people pleasers. That's, I feel like people pleasers are just usually codependent. So where does codependency come from? According to Mental Health America, codependency develops out of growing up in a dysfunctional family, which may have the following underlying problems. An addiction by a family member to drugs, alcohol, relationships, pretty much anything, the existence of physical, emotional, or sexual abuse, or the presence of a family member suffering from a chronic mental or physical illness. So if you had experience with this growing up, you might want to ask yourself if you have the tendency to exhibit codependent behaviors and just ask yourself, are you happy in your relationships? So refusal to acknowledge the underlying issues, as mentioned, it can lead to emotional distress. And that emotional distress is repressed. So the codependent individual will sacrifice their needs to take care of someone else. When a codependent individual places other people's health, welfare, and safety before their own, they can lose contact with their own needs, desires, and sense of self. Everything becomes about the other person. And the codependent person does not develop self-care methods because they only know how to take care of other people. So in essence, a codependent individual is constantly neglecting themselves, constantly neglecting their own needs, but making sure that everybody else's are satisfied. This is not about not caring about other people or not taking care of other people. It's, it's not about that. It's about making sure that you're giving that self-care, that self-love to yourself in whatever context or situation it may be. And this can even turn into just gross neglect of your own life. Because if you think about it, if you're dropping what you're doing constantly to do something else for someone else, just I'm talking constantly, I'm not saying helping someone out when they're in need. It's a completely different situation. But if you're constantly neglecting your own goals, dreams, aspirations, because you are supporting other people's or you're stopping what you're doing in order to go take care of someone else because you feel guilt if you don't, or you feel guilty if you take the time to take care of yourself first. It's just very clearly codependent behavior. 
But how else can we identify codependent behavior? Because codependency looks different on different people. It depends completely on what they've learned growing up and what coping skills they have learned or not learned to deal with a dysfunction. It can come in many forms, but the root of a codependent relationship is that the codependent individual loses sight of their own needs and wants to the detriment of themselves and the other individual. Usually codependent people exhibit the following traits. They have low self-esteem. They're unsure of how to be themselves or what that even looks like. They often take on a martyr role in defense of their partner, child, mother, etc. They are very often in a caretaker role and need to be needed in order to feel good and sometimes develop addictions. Some other characteristics of codependency are difficulty making decisions, poor communication, lying, dishonesty, chronic anger, problems with boundaries, fear of being abandoned or alone, a compelling need to control others, a sense of guilt when asserting themselves. Boy, did I have that one (laughs) personally. I was always the quiet kid, the quiet person. I never really communicated my emotions and feelings, at least when I was a lot younger. And that was always to my detriment. And I just really hope if you're listening to this and you don't have the ability to assert yourself in a situation that you really work on that because it is one of the most important things that you will ever do is to speak up for yourself, to speak up for your own needs and desires and not just bend over backwards consistently for other people. So let's look at how codependency looks like in parent-child relationships. So doing everything for an adult child who should be independent, getting a sense of meaning or purpose from financially supporting an adult child, never allowing a child to do anything independently, dropping everything to take care of a parent. And I'm not talking about if your parent is not well, I'm talking about just emotionally and neglecting your own self for that codependent parent, neglecting other responsibilities and relationships to respond to parents' demands, never talking about problems in family relationships or behaviors. In romantic relationships, it can look like making excuses or covering for the other person's bad behavior, neglecting self-care, work, or other relationships to care for your partner, enabling a partner's destructive or unhealthy behavior, not allowing your partner to take responsibility for their own lives, and not allowing your partner to maintain their independence. Now, again, there's a very big difference between caring for a partner, loving a partner, or a parent, or a child, and just completely being reliant emotionally on that individual. So ask yourself these questions when you are evaluating your relationships, if you feel like you could be codependent. Do you feel compelled to help other people very, very frequently? Do you try to control events and how other people should behave? Do you feel ashamed of who you are? Do you often hide what you are really feeling? Do you avoid openly talking about problems? Do you blame yourself and put yourself down? These are some of the questions that you should ask yourself. Now remember, you should always seek professional help for dealing with something as heavy as codependency especially if some of the underlying family issues apply. But hopefully this conversation and this discussion can open your mind to what codependency is and how it can have negative impacts on your life. 
I truly feel that if I had known about this, then I would have made very different decisions very early on in my romantic relationships, in my friendships, and in my familial connections. Breaking any cycle is difficult, but learned behaviors can be unlearned. And practicing self-love regardless of other people is the key to breaking out of codependent habits. Codependency feeds on low self-esteem and outside praise. So if you starve it, it dies. You will survive the loss of a relationship. You should always be the most important person in your life. You have to take care of you. And setting healthy boundaries in relationships is not only important to you, it's important to both people in a relationship. Doing everything for someone is not good for them either. Remind yourself of what a healthy relationship looks like. It's full of trust, compromise, and mutual respect. Relationships should have a balance. And the benefit is you are always in control of yourself. It can be very easy to get wrapped up in other people and feel obligated, especially for codependent people. But sometimes we have to make decisions for ourselves and our own health. And there is nothing to feel guilty about. Codependency requires a willing second party, enabling the behavior and reaping the benefits. So if you think you may be the enabler, you can set boundaries too. Remember, you should never be the controlling party in someone else's life. Codependent people will give up their control to please you, and you can offer healthy support by talking about problems to get new perspectives, listening to your partner's troubles or worries, discussing possible solutions with them rather than for them, offer them suggestions or advice when asked, then step back to let them make their own decision, offer compassion and acceptance. And as far as identifying codependent behavior within yourself, it can be difficult and it requires a lot of introspection. And it is okay, remember, to ask for help. And it's often necessary. If you're not getting help from friends, family, or romantic interest, maybe those people aren't worth your time. Because at the end of the day, relationships are not always perfect and we are not perfect. So if you're finding that you're asking people for help, whether it's emotional or in any sort of way, and they're not giving it to you, they just don't want to give it to you. And you need to move on and find people that'll support you, not just through the good times. In the description, I'm going to leave a list of five books that you can check out if you want to read further about this. But again, don't be afraid to ask for help. Don't be afraid to talk to anyone. Seek therapy if you need. Do what you need to do for yourself. Thank you so much for joining me for this conversation. Follow me on Instagram at Tea with Basha. I always announce new episodes on there. Please leave a review if you love the content. Don't be afraid to have difficult conversations. Don't be afraid to seek help if you need it. And as always, thank you so much for joining us and we'll see you next time.